This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I'm just looking at the scoreboard, trying to figure out if it looks like we're sixth or something. 41 to first. The one car is fourth. I see what you're saying. But yeah, that's not right. Keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> you're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo' sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Amanda, I have to say, uh, I was not very happy this entire weekend when it comes to NASCAR, when it comes to the 88, when it comes to Dale Earnhardt Jr., when it comes to Richmond. Mike Davis has made me happy, though. <laughs> I have? You have changed my outlook. I have this effect. Just ask you Amanda. Have, well, because I'm now wearing the McCoy yeah. from Spy Optic. Yeah. It's, it's about time. And it does feature the happy lens. Yeah. And if you are at checkout <laughs> and, and you, you entered the discount code Nationwide88, you're going to receive 20% off your purchase and you will be happy. And let me tell you something. You needed it. I did. You needed a couple doses of happy. Well, I mean, I that weekend stunk. It did. I mean, let's just be honest about it. <laughs> it it did. stunk. You know what stunk about it? It stinks when you're somewhere in between terrible and good. You know the great thing about being terrible is that you can actually say, you know what, I bet you we would have been top five if we didn't completely have our front and hood fly off or, right. you know, or the, we the had tire cut down yeah, at Phoenix. To, yeah, oh. motor it problems. Are, that's the thing. Like, when you're terrible, you can say, yeah, but we would have been great. Right. You're not going to hear any defense of what happened from me on Sunday. I don't think you're going to hear any from Dale Jr. or Greg Ives either. It's a lost weekend. You're yeah. gonna Now, every team has them. Sure. I, I get it. Every team has them. But it did. There are going to be weekends that just stink. And to me, Richmond was the most disappointing weekend so had. far this season. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, it, we had our moments where you know we were good at the start of the race. The moments came when there were long green flag runs. Clearly, we were better as a long green flag run uh, car. Yes. And, you know, he left, uh, you know, he started 26 and went right up to about the top 10. To start the race, and you're like, "Yep, here we are. This is this is us. This is what we do." But those second and third runs, uh, I've got my notes here. I, I don't even have to look at them. Sometimes we just couldn't get out of 14th. Yeah. Sometimes we just couldn't get out of 15th. I mean, and we would go the entire run, and then we would put on a set of tires, and then you know there was a point where he climbed you know, to eighth and seventh. What was that? That was like. Um, Let's see here. That was that was around that was lap 300 and something. Well, lap, lap uh, th- there was a run after the fourth caution. They made a pit stop on lap 165. They restarted 17th, and he went from 17th to 7th in what looked for uh, to be about 90 laps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and in, in his the longest it, green flag run was yeah. good. Yeah. And remember, that's where they made the green flag pit stop after that, and then the caution came out and let right after two that. Yeah. Three, lap. Yeah. Right. And by the way, that was hilarious. After all the explaining you have done with waiver rounds. The fact that the entire field took a wave around right after you were trying your damnedest to explain it to everyone in Bristol. The fact that 40 cars took a wave around was hilarious to me. Because this, this was like in honor of Mike Davis. Well, no, I mean, and the scenario was is that two cars had yet to make a pit stop. Yes. Everybody else was a lap down. All Guyer and Kozlowski. But, but, but uh, you know. I was listening to our channel. I wasn't listening to everybody else, but you felt with confidence that you were going to get the wave around because those cars had also been out there for 90 laps. They're not staying out. Yeah, They had just not made well, their pit stop Well, Kozlowski so, yeah. was down, down a cylinder. Kozlowski was down a cylinder. That's right. Yeah, Algar yeah. had a great so, run, by the way. So you were going to get the wave around there because those two cars were going to pit, which has to happen for you to get a wave around. Yep. But uh, anyways, 
That was it. I just thought it was an honor of you. You know what? Well, thanks. So, so Mike's <laughs> Twitter followers can have some fun with this. The entire field is I'm going to take away from I'm him. still not sure everybody gets it, to be honest with you. I think that there's still people out there that don't um, understand it. Right. It's okay. No. We're do- We've done our job. We, we'll do the best we can. But um, I know that you are happy for a lot of guys associated with the 41, right? Yeah. They're, they're, a lot of them are the old eight team, the old butt team. Uh, Tony Gibson, the crew chief, old butt team there. Jay Guarneri, uh if you remember our Jackman. Um, Two Beer is his name. Two Beer, that's his name. That's what his parents called him. I know his real name's Kevin Pinnell, but he was the Jackman. And all these guys are on that team. They went to from from DEI. They went to Ryan Newman's team when he went to Stuart Haas, and then to Danica's. And from Danica's, obviously that crew chief switch. Uh, you know, yep. during the off season, and now they are with Kurt. And I'm telling you, man, they're good. They're good. Uh, I'm happy for them. I'm happy that you're happy for them. I'm not real fired up about the dude that was driving the car. Well, I think you and I both agree. We're not the biggest fans, but, uh, my gosh, he dominated. Oh, he No, listen. Yeah. Uh, he, I know you're not saying anything about his driving. Hey, hey listen. He is a wheel man. Right. All right, listen. He, I'm not going to dispute anybody when it comes to Kurt Busch's talent, when it comes to climbing into a race car. Right. No matter – what kind of chaos is going on in this guy's life? And Lord knows there's always something. Yeah. That guy can climb into a race car. He might be out of one for a month. He can climb into a car, and he is going to have something for you. There's no doubt about it. And he was absolutely the class of the field. He dominated that entire race on Sunday. Nobody can take away how much talent he's got. He is unbelievably talented. Nobody can argue that. As for the 14, mm. who had some words... Yeah. For Dale Jr. On the radio. On the radio. That's right. Important to note. These guys have been buddies for a long time. I understand it's the heat of the moment, but it seemed like Tony Stewart's anger was misguided. I got to tell you, Mike, I mean, I, I don't think Tony Stewart has any reason whatsoever to say something like that. I mean, I know he was upset. It was the second straight week he's collected in one of these things. Uh, like Kate, with a Hendrick Motorsports driver, the week before, Casey Kane, uh, called him out and said maybe he just got excited because he was actually competitive. <laughs> uh, but in, in my opinion, that was Tony's fault in Bristol. And Casey and Tony are fans. I mean, I'm sorry, friends. Yeah. Casey and Tony are friends. All these guys are buddies. So, And that hasn't changed. No, that's not going to change. That's not going to change. But i got to be honest with you. Uh, Tony Stewart has no leg to stand on here. I mean, because you saw what Dale Jr. said after the race. Right. I, here's what I think. I think that a lot of the season frustrations were coming out in Tony, and I think sure. a lot of the race frustrations were coming out in Dale, even in his post-race interview, because you saw that he was – that's probably the most perturbed I've seen him in a while, certainly this year. Usually he's the voice of reason after uh, – and still being completely honest. And the fact that those two guys are the most honest people in the garage, yeah. you can absolutely take it to the bank that Tony generally felt F. Jr., as he said on the radio, and you can absolutely believe that Dale Jr. thinks that Tony hit him and shouldn't have. It, but, right. And, and yet, you know what? The funny thing is is that I was talking to TJ this morning, and TJ says, I can understand where Tony's coming from just from a frustration standpoint. However, Dale Jr. had just cleared the 51. They went into the corner three wide. Dale Jr. had just cleared the 51, and while he was, in fact, cleared from the 51 when the uh, 14 and the, and the 88 made contact, when you clear a car on a straightaway, which actually isn't even straight, it's a big turn on the, you know at Richmond. You can't just suck it right up against to the wall because your car. You can't just unwind your steering wheel to get right up to the wall. 
Dell Jr. cleared. They're in that big arc on the front straightaway. You can't do that. So, with that being said, Dale really didn't have anywhere to go. Amanda, did you see the replay? Oh, yeah. Well, they played it like 20 times. Taylor. I mean, <laughs> in, no, I mean, it, it, I don't think but, there's any way possible. I mean, Mike just explained it. I think anyone that watched the replay would say that was not Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s fault. And I, you know what? I have to wonder because the only thing that we've heard was for, out of Tony Stewart was what was played on his radio. You didn't get any post-race comments. You haven't heard anything today. I wonder if he's gone back and looked at that replay and said, okay, you know what? Maybe this was my issue. Yeah, he hasn't. No. I, I, I'll just put it that way. No, he's still mad. Okay. <laughs> Ten four. Tony one time said a couple of days after the fact that he had yelled and screamed, he he completely just tried to end David Gilliland one year at Talladega. Gilliland had just gotten in to the old M&M's car that Sadler was driving. Yeah. All right. And he just said. That's right. And he said, Gilliland, I mean, this guy shouldn't be out here. This guy's an embarrassment to the sport. Some guys out here just don't know how to drive. He should find another line of work. I mean, he just destroyed him. And then a couple of days later, he said, you know what? You just can't fix stupid. And in other words, he's, he's going to say something like that in the heat of the moment. You know what I really miss, though, is last year Dale Jr. appeared on Tony Stewart's show on Sirius XM, and they talked about an old incident. And Jr. talked about it sitting right here, too, an old incident that they had where they went into a, a hauler, and the right. hauler almost turned over. Wrestling, yeah. I wanted to see some of that yesterday. Yeah, you know, and to be honest with you, let's give Tony a little bit of credit. He actually... All they got on Tony is what he said in the radio. And I'm of the camp that what you say on the radio, you're allowed to say that, even yeah. if it's That's not. It's a personal working yeah, channel it's not, while you, you can still hear it. You don't have publicly. to be rational. Yeah. You don't have to be rational on your team radio. You can say what you're feeling because it's the yeah. heat of the moment. Well, I'm usually not rational on this show, like today. What, maybe we should bring in somebody that's rational. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's go to Speed Dial with Jeff Gluck of USA Today. <laughs> Speed dial. Okay, so like you said, Gluck caught up with Dale Jr. after the race. Tony Stewart did not speak with the media as far as we know, uh, and Jr. did, and Gluck uh, talked to Dale Jr., and Jeff asked him what happened, and Jr. said, quote, I don't know. I that was the best imitation. I that was do. pretty good. Yeah, pretty you. good. I never saw him. He ran into the back of our car. Uh, I mean, he hit me right here, and he's pointing. So th this is the point where he starts showing Jeff Gluck yes. where on the car he hits. Is nice, that right, yeah, Jeff? Yeah, that was nice of him, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, um, he, there was a huge tire mark you probably saw, um, and he's like, you know, I, I ain't got that good peripheral vision. I mean, it's good, pretty <laughs> that, good, but it ain't that good. That's pretty good. That's, a good, that's, that's a, a good pretty, junior, too. That's a pretty good. There. I, I know it's not as good. But, uh. yeah. <laughs> that's no, good. That was, that was actually pretty good. You, you've got the pace down perfectly. Yeah, you both reached uh, in to got, you got your inner redneck yeah. out, and now, you did your junior. Now, the final thing that uh, junior told uh, Jeff is, well, it's never his fault, referring to smoke. I was doing everything I needed to do. I didn't drive under. I didn't drive into him. I didn't move my line at all. He's got to take a little ownership in what happened there. We had good long-run speed, and that's good if you're running cars in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> these days, with all these damn cautions, you need that short-run speed. And, of course, he's referring to his entire performance and, of course, to what happened with Tony Stewart. So we had to bring in – we're not very rational, Jeff. We figured you are. We respect your work. We feel like you do a very good job of being objective, of being a great NASCAR reporter, seeing all sides of this. So we'd like your sense – on what happened between Smoke and Junior, because quite honestly, there's not really anything else uh, that <laughs> happened with Dale Junior's day that we'd like to talk about. 
Yeah, uh, that, I guess that was kind of the, the highlight and low light all in one, huh? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, to me on the replay. I mean, just being honest, I, I'm sorry. I've, I've I've been making Tony Stewart fans angry for like the last 24 hours now, but it's hard to see that Dale Jr. did anything wrong there. I mean, um, as he said, he's he was driving you know underneath Algaier and he made a pass, and he said he's trying to clear him and he's listening to TJ. And, you know, he's just kind of continuing down the front stretch there. And, I mean, I've tried to look at the replay a few different times, and it really seems to me that, I mean, if, if anything, you know, Tony kind of comes up a little bit. Um, I mean, maybe Dale Jr. was starting to come down in, into turn one. I don't know. But um, it wasn't like Dale Jr. did made this crazy move or something. And, you know, I don't know. But, um, obviously, Tony was frustrated, and Tony's been not having a very good season. And um, we all, a few of us, went to the uh, the care center. They had to wait wait for him, and he comes out of the care center, you know, with a head of steam and just this scowl on his face and blows past us. So then, you know, we all kind of like follow him to the hauler, and we're like, well, maybe maybe he's going to talk there. You know, sometimes goes in, talks, cools down, or whatever. But when he gets to his hauler, uh, I don't know if you saw it on TV. I think they showed it from tweets I got back. But he took his helmet and he like just chucked it. And it was like, boom! And I was like, oh, wow, okay, he's mad. <laughs> and then uh, he just turned around in his golf cart. You know, the garage of Richmond, it's really not that big. So he just turned around in his golf cart, waited for him at the gate. After he chucked his helmet and the Tons device in there, he just walked to his golf cart and took off. So um, there, was no, there was no comment. And the only comment that I heard from him was, you know, S and Dale Jr. basically on the, uh, on the radio. So I assume that uh, he was upset. I'm sure he was, you know, part of his frustration was just that that he had a bad run, things like that. But it seemed to me like he was uh, pointing the finger at Dale Jr. on that. So obviously, you know, from from Jr.'s quotes, he he didn't know what happened. I mean, like he said, he got kind of hit from behind, so he wasn't quite sure. Jeff, did did you know when you saw Tony chuck the helmet, did you know at that moment – that he was mad at Dale, or I mean, had you already heard what he had said on the radio, or did you hear that later? And the reason I ask that is that I was a little surprised in Dale Jr.'s interview with uh, Jamie Little that he already knew that Tony was mad, and I guess something must have happened on the track where he knew that Tony was mad at him because he had just climbed out of the car. So, you know, I, I guess my question goes back to Tony. Did you think that the helmet chucking was just frustration from the season, the fact that he wrecked and he was running halfway decent? Or did you already know that it was a Dale Jr. problem? Well, I had heard on the scanner um, when he wrecked, so I I thought that it was maybe a little bit of both. I mean, I thought it was basically frustration that he was out of the race. Um, but, you know, I think Jamie Little might have said something to Junior, because I was standing there right mm. before they went on TV, and I, I can't remember where, I think she said something to him like, you know, Tony's mad. And I said the same, I, I couldn't hear what the, what his interview was on TV, I just saw that it was really short. But when I walked to him, walked up to him, I said, "What happened?" And um, and you know, then he's like, "You know, I don't know." And, and then I said, um, "Well, you know, from what I heard, you know, it seems like he was mad at you." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's never his fault. That's where that kind of quote came from." So um, maybe maybe Junior only knew that he was mad from the reporters telling him. Gotcha. I don't know if he knew from PJ relaying a message or anything like that because I didn't hear that on the radio. Jeff, uh, I would argue that plenty of times this year, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the 88 team have had 
one of the best cars on the track. Several times Daytona certainly comes to mind, but two or three other places where they had a car that was capable of winning the race. That was clearly not the case in Richmond. Should should people be pretty disappointed by the performance of the 88 team at Richmond given the success that he has had through the years there? And is there any reason to be concerned at this point in the season if you're the 88 team? I would be uh, a little bit concerned, not just necessarily because of Richmond, but um, I guess overall, if I was a junior fan, I'd be thinking to myself, well, man, I was thinking that the team might be performing a little bit better than this. It's just not, you know, not the results necessarily, but just how they're running, the average running position in a, in a given race, you know, more toward the front. Um, seems to me right now that it's somewhat of a setback from last year, but at the same time, um, it's still kind of early in the season. I wouldn't panic or anything like that. I mean, I, I would certainly think they're still a chase team, but I think they have some work to do. Oh, well, everybody has some work to do yeah. to catch Harvick and Kurt Busch. Well, clearly those are the two best cars. And, um, you know, I think Hendrick as a whole has showed speed at times. Um, but then there's other times when you're like, man, 4 and 41 are like in a whole other world. So where is everybody else? And um, I, I don't think that, you know, Junior, even Jimmy Johnson, Gordon, anybody like that is, is too far off, and it's not capable of, of catching them and winning races. But at this point, um, I think they're probably half a step behind, and that shows up on the track as kind of these dominant performances from uh, those two Stuart Haas cars. I was going to ask you, Jeff, is it because of Stuart Haas, where every, it just seems so like the um, like the distance between Stuart Haas and the rest of the field? Does it seem like it's much greater and like maybe the performances of all these other teams aren't as good because of the way they're dominating those two teams? I think that's fair. I think that's certainly fair because if you take them out or you put them, you know, if you say also they have 10th place cars then the season's a little bit more wide open, you know. Um, then you have the Penske cars up there a little bit more and the Hendrick cars are right there. Um, and even Gibbs at times um, has – looks a little bit better than they would. But, yeah, those two cars in particular, which is really interesting because, you know, as, as Hendrick fans listening to this, I know you guys are, are used to the, the whole concept of, you know, the 4888 shop and the 524 shop. And apparently at Stuart Haas, um, the 4 and the 41 are kind of like on in the different ends. or like they're, they're not paired together. But yet those are the two cars that are running so well. So, you know, it would make a lot of sense if you were like, well, yeah, they're, they're the same cars that are being built by the same people and all that stuff, but they're different. And they had, in this week at Richmond, they had different setups. And, um, like, they kind of went opposite from each other, and they still were one-two. So, obviously, it's like they're just really fast right now. I don't know what they're doing. I'm sure everybody wants to know. Um, but they're, they're, they're just, you know, they're on it. And, uh, you know, this is a long season, though, and, and things are going to change, especially with this rules package. I mean, it's it is similar to last year, but it's not totally the same. And mm-hmm. people there'll be comers and goers. People will catch up. Yeah, I mean, to that point, Brad Keselowski won the most regular season races last year, and uh, of course, didn't make the final race, or he wasn't eligible to win the championship in the final race last year. So there's going to be plenty of ebbs and flows this season, and that's. Absolutely something we should all keep in mind. 
Hey, Jeff, I've got one suggestion for you, and then we'll let you go. Sure. Du- dueling 12-question columns. Tony on one side, Dale Jr. on the other side. Dueling at the same time. We'll get this settled in USA Today. What do you think? I know you just did Dale Jr., but, you know. I think I, think I should do, like, a – that could be, like, a new feature. Like, uh, the, the 12 questions could be, like, a the moderator or the mediator. That's and right. Like sit, sit down two feuding drivers and – Work things out. To that would be terrific. The whole thing and get a right. Doctor really Gluck. Oh, that, I think that's great. Well, and there, he's one of the few people that can pull that off. <laughs> I know he I could. Mean, he really could because of the respect he has uh, gotten from so many people in the garage. So I, I think that would be a, a great read. Doctor Gluck. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We take our feuding drivers to Doctor <laughs> Gluck and try to get him to iron it out. Right. I like it. Are you do- now? A lot of people that are Dirty Mo Radio listeners are also big fans of Jeff Gluck. Are you doing anything? Are you doing any, any? Are you having any get-togethers in Talladega? Uh, get-togethers? Well, tweet I ups. think we are. We are having a tweet-up actually. If anybody's going, it's uh, hold on, man. I wish I could remember the exact time. Oh, I'll, I'll post on my Twitter account. I always post the um, the, the information in my in my Twitter bio every week. So um, if anybody's going, um, I, I would say you're. It, it's a little misguided if you if they would think that they're a fan of me or something like that because i don't i don't i'm just a normal person but um you know obviously i think that um it's, it's always fun to talk racing so if anybody's going to be there it'd be cool to meet up and hang That's out right. and we, we do those every week um before the race so um yeah if you, if you check out my twitter bio i'll, I'll post the information for That's a guys, you know, and, or any other race check it out a couple days before you go it's uh, Jeff underscore Gluck is his uh, account, and you can also certainly read all his work at usatoday.com. He's got his own page on there that you can uh, click on for all of his work there at USA Today. Talladega is quite the experience. There's all sorts of things that happen there in the infield that thankfully don't happen anywhere else in the world. Uh, Jeff, enjoy that experience again this year. We thank you for always bringing level-headed perspective to Dirty Mo Radio and to the download. Well, I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. I always like to talk to you guys, and uh, you guys do an awesome work on, on the whole, uh, not just this show, but the whole radio site as, as a whole is pretty impressive, so keep it up. I appreciate it. Thank you, you, buddy. We're going to have you back. We need to get you in studio. So we can fun. We can really bust some knowledge out there. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Before we get into Reaction Theater, let's take a moment and remind everyone to go online to spyoptic.com and check out Dale Jr.'s signature Spy 88 collection. It includes the Dirty Mo, my personal favorite, the McCoy, the Quanta, the General, and Farah for the ladies. Once at checkout, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 and receive 20% off of your purchase. When you're upset about a bad weekend, it'll make you happy. Throw in them happy lenses. Yeah, man. And we're trying to help. I mean, if you don't want our help, guys, you just don't ask for our help. But, you know, happy lenses will help you. Absolutely. Here we go. Reaction theater time. Well, after all the drama about where the hell is Danica Patrick running and no Jimmy's in the third, all that BS. Junior had a great day today. He It was not top ten, but he still did what he could with that car. And uh, I know I know this is a little pissed at Tony at the end, rightfully so, but, man, just let it go, let it go. Tony's a bitch, let it go, you know. I don't care how many beers I've had. I don't care if I piss off any Tony bitch fans, but Dale, yeah, all the way to the fucking end. Hallelujah, Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. Can, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you think 
Tony silence, the fact that he didn't even talk to the media speaks actually to the friendship that him and Dell have? I think it's it could. I think it also speaks to the fact that the man is 30th in the points right now. Wow, I didn't realize 30th. That. Okay, we're not happy about being 10th in the points right now. I so mean, yeah, so I think that's 30th in the points right now. You'd be mad at Dale Jr. too. I think you'd be <laughs> mad at the whole free world. <laughs> Who's next? I am sick of the optimism from this team. There's nothing to be optimistic about right now. Absolutely <laughs> just an unacceptable poor performance by Dell Jr. and the 88 team. The pit crew continues to lose him spots on pit road on pit stops. Uh, genius crew chief Greg Eyes has shown me nothing in the last several weeks to uh, indicate that, that he knows what the hell he's doing. And just absolutely a pathetic run. Instead of talking about running in the top five or challenging for a win, we're talking about an incident with Tony Stewart, and he shouldn't have been back there mid-pack to even be involved in a damn incident in the first place. So let's go to Talladega next week and put that 88 car in victory lane that should have been in victory lane at Daytona, but somehow I figured we'll probably screw that up as well. Good gracious. Turn this place into a parking lot, Amanda. He needs a happy lens that you got, right? <laughs> he does. He, he does. It was a bad day. It hadn't been a bad season. It's For it's sure. not it's not a bad team. It's not a bad crew chief. It's not a bad pit crew. It's not a bad driver. It was the a only bad pit day. stop that I remember being bad was the, the first initial one. one on the competition caution, and yeah. just to, that was Dale's fault. Yeah, and I've actually got the audio, the in car audio from that. If you guys want to hear well, it, let's do it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I f***ed y'all up there. I f***ed it all up. My bad. Doing a great job on the racetrack there. We'll get it fixed up in here. Everybody's all right. You guys did a good job of recovering there. Yeah. I don't know. I was coming to my. I was coming up to the sign. I just got a little up there. I saw that mark in the 18 box on the ground, and it flipped me out somehow or another. A little fuse. By the way, can I just say that uh, my daughter had uh, softball practice on Sunday, and I'd like to thank Apple for making earbuds. Yeah. Because you cannot listen to that in front of other people. No, you can't. <laughs> but, you know, it was perfect for reaction theater because yeah. I think he had four beeps, which makes yeah. him normal for yeah. this segment, right? Yeah, no, he did. <laughs> he didn't have any beers, though, at least at that point. Who's next? Hey, man, you guys are taking things too hard. We ain't broke a shifter in three races, man. Look at the bike side. This car didn't have a vibrator in it either. Oh. You guys got to just keep grinding and getting things done. I mean, look on the bright side, fellas. Everybody just, you know, everything will be all right. <laughs> it didn't have a vibrator. He's right. It did, it not. did not have a vibrator it in did. it. That's a good. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> that's probably a good good thing. All right, who's next? Uh. I'm Tony Stewart. I'm all mad because I suck at driving. I'm going to blame Dale Jr. because I don't know how to drive and decline interview and be a big baby. <laughs> Stewart, it's time for you to move on from this sport. You're old. You're a has-been. You don't know how to drive anymore. Give it up. Don't blame others for your terrible driving. You know, this wasn't the best day for Dale either, but you know what? Screw it. Dale's going to have a better rest of his career than you are, so move on. Get out of here. Have a nice life. Wow. Dale, yeah. All right, I, look. <laughs> wow. I, I love Dale. I, I will defend Tony here. He has won three championships. <laughs> so I don't know if we're ready three. to go. Three. I don't, I don't know if we're ready to go. Uh, His most recent one was one yet. of the greatest yeah. performances I have. He won five of the so, last ten. Five of the ten chase races. Hey, I will say this, too. 
I love Tony for what he is, even on days when he's mad at Dale, because we all know that that's, that's fleeting. I mean, that's yeah. it's frustration. But what what is this sport going to be like without a Tony Stewart? I absolutely agree. Uh, he is a, I mean, he really. is an emotional basket case, but he does take accountability for it later. You know, and we don't like Kyle Bush, and we don't like Kurt Bush, and we don't. What is this sport really going to be like without them? I, I don't know. even want to think about it. I know we 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 need people that have the kind of yes, um, Ir- irrational yes, passion, all of it, passion, right, arrogance, all of it. I mean, it, it it really would suck worse if you didn't have it. To be honest with you, good point. He was wrong, though. (laughs) (laughs) And now, with not necessarily the massacre news, this is Submarine Mike. Tonight's top story, after Dale Jr. came in for a hard-fought 14th finish, was asked about the incident with Tony Stewart on pit road, and he said, Tony Stewart's a I don't know why he's a You'd have to ask him why, but he's a And now, for the... By optic one bar of the day, we go to our correspondent, TJ Majors. TJ, TJ, TJ. Apparently we're having technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. TJ is stuck in the bathroom. I'm Submarine Mike. Stay drunk, Junior Nation. Hashtag Dale Yeah. Hashtag Don't Steal My Gimmick. Hashtag Ten Beers. You know, TJ may be still in the bathroom. He I was hoping TJ was going to be here He's today. not here, you know, so maybe TJ is still stuck in there. You know what TJ's I doing? do appreciate the points for creativity from Submarine Mike at the beginning. And then for him to come straight out, and you know he's drunk. I mean, you know, like, hey, now, for, you can hear it. I, I do appreciate the Harry Carey kind of voice he had going there and the creativity with the background news sounder that he had. Yeah, you want to Can I just go on a, a minor rant? A lot of people give Amanda and I and maybe even you, Taylor, a hard time about, you know, you know we just want – Reaction theater calls that cuss a lot or that sing. Or that and we the, play the same people over and uh, over. Listen, that's Submarine Mike's a good example of the guy brings some creativity. He does. In, no, that's all we want. Us. No, yeah, it doesn't have, you don't have to cuss. You just have yeah. to be original. Right. And you have to be funny, entertaining, creative. Right. Yeah, absolutely. L- listen to these calls. Who gives Amanda any crap? They give TJ crap. <laughs> they give Mike crap. They, and then they say Amanda's hot. That was one call yeah. out of the other. There's a few out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't heard them yet. Who's next? Hey, guys. Uh, right here in the middle of the race here. Hope you all can clear up what happened on that caution because the way I thought you all explained it last week was if anybody pitted off the lead lap that there were no wave-around cars, and they waved, they just waved around about 20 guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad <laughs> they did it because Junior is picking them up and putting them down. Anyway, maybe you can shed a little light on it. Uh, Dale, yeah, I guess. Dale, yeah. I just hope there were people in the stands losing their minds at Richmond International. What the hell? The whole dang field's going around the track. Oh, everybody's taking a wave around. As our buddy Jim Mutter said, it was a tidal wave around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I will say, you know what, this poor guy, I, I got confused for a moment watching TV because I don't think the way that Danica was came into pit and. Kislowski. The 41 and, and Kozlowski were – it almost seemed like TV was confused at one point, too, and I had to take a step back and be like, no, they, what TV, the heck? TV was confused. That's why they went uh, to yeah. commercial. <laughs> and I think that's what probably confused this poor guy because yeah. there was a moment, too, where I was like, this ain't right. Well, yeah, I, I didn't know that uh, because I always – I don't listen to the TV when I'm watching these races. I, I look at uh, NASCAR.com's uh, and listen to the radio chatter on NASCAR.com. That being said, all the guys on the lead lap, and there were only two or three – they all pitted. 
if they all pit, everybody a lap down gets a wave around. If they stay out, and being that they that all the people lap down had just pitted, they all stayed out. Yeah. They didn't pit under caution. They stayed out. Uh, and that's Kurt simply what the, happened. Kurt Busch was the lucky dog, and he was in third. Right. And then the rest right. of the field. So it's simple around. as that. Everybody in the lead lap. And listen, Daryl Waltrip actually explained it on television after that. He was like, in the old days, you know, the Kislowski, who's the leader, would have started the middle of the field. That's right. You know, and that's why they don't want that. Right. You know, they so. want to have the opportunity to have the leader at the front right behind the pace car. Let's play one more. Through nine races of the season, I don't think it's yet time appropriate to talk about the job Greg Ives and Dale Jr. are doing together. Quite frankly, I'm not too upset about uh, – about their performance. They've had some really good races, some not so good races. I think we're headed down the right down the right path. However, I think it's absolutely appropriate time enough to bash the living out of this pit crew. Now, they're just good enough to pit my six hundred dollar piece of school bus sloppy yellow. And that ain't no compliment. Hell, they're they're just barely good enough to play in my band. And that ain't a compliment either, because my band He is back. I have missed him. He has Dado. come back. I have missed him. It, the, the pit stops have made Dado return to Reaction Theater. I wouldn't it did. be harder to uh, pit? Wouldn't it be harder to pit uh, his school bus just for whatever it's worth than it would Junior's car? I don't know, but that gave me a great JRM 360 idea. Oh God. <laughs> oh God! Here we go. But no, listen. Uh, that's funny because you know I don't. <laughs> I, I want good pit stops. I also want Dado to have to start running again. I want Dado to have his band call in to reaction. This was theater. before Amanda ever started with us, but then that first yeah. year, Dado was running every week, and he was he calling. Got, he got mad. What happened? He, what, actually, what happened here is the Chicago race, first race in the chase in 2013. For those oh, that yes. are just joining us, yeah. it was a bad race and uh, finished 30 something. Had a motor problem. Blew a motor. Yeah, blew on a pit motor, road. Yeah. And. Um, you know, and and really that you know, there went your chances for a championship. Race every race after that, what Dale Jr. and the '88 team was incredibly competitive. Several times should have won the race, in my opinion. Yeah. Dover, Homestead, but it was right there a factor. Just top five them to death, and because we we're convinced the reason why they did so well is because Dan the Junior fan, Dado there, he started running every single week, calling into Reaction Theater for the remaining nine races right. of the season. Breathing heavy. I mean, like the, like he took us on his run, and he would call Reaction Theater. And it was some of the best oh, it was tremendous. phone calls. I, I swear, I miss them. I do miss we those We might calls. just have to put those up online somewhere. Yeah. Just to enjoy them. Classic Reaction Theater calls. With Dan, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. i got to ask a question, Amanda. Who is on Dale Jr.'s side more than Dale Jr.'s mama? I can't think of anybody. I mean, I can't think of anybody. I think that if anybody's on Dale Jr.'s side, it's his mama. And guess what? We have Brenda Jackson, Dale Jr.'s mama, 
in the studio here today on Takes a Nation because, Miss Brenda, Dale Jr. actually tweeted something after the race on Sunday. And it was a text conversation that you had with him following the race. Dale Jr. finishes 14th, wasn't the greatest of races. Here you are with an uplifting remark, kind of, you know, boost of spirits. My first question to you, Brenda, are you on social media? And if, if you're not, how do you know when Dale Jr. is actually tweeting out text conversations that you thought were private? Well, no, I'm not on social media. I don't really know when he tweets them back out until somebody tells me. Which in this case was us. This morning. Hey, we want you on this Takes a Nation because we want to talk to you about the conversation you had. And you're like, what conversation? The one he tweeted. What he tweet, right? <laughs> it's it's kind of how it went. Exactly. So why are you not on social media? Well, I have a hard time controlling the <laughs> that comes out my <laughs> mouth sometimes. <laughs> Amanda, why do we not have her having her own podcast on Dirty Mo Radio yet? Why have we not done this? Uh, do you remember uh, last year at some point you said it was Dirty Mo Radio Shock Jock? She is it. Howard yeah, Stern. She's our Howard Stern. It would, <laughs> why have we not done this? Okay. So, you know what? So, did Dale Jr. won't let you then? Or is it your own? No, it's, it's my it's own you. choice. You I recognize. Mean, the you know, I know a lot of pe- people personally that shouldn't be on there either. I mean, once you're on there and you say something, you can't take it back. It's in black and white. Well. You can't. I mean, you know, it's there for the hundreds to see. Even if you delete it or whatever, somebody else has seen it. Well, just so you know, you're so, okay, so you're right. You're not on social media, so the hundreds can't see it. Well, you texted Dell, and uh, that got 379 retweets and 2,300 favorites. So, yes, yeah, somebody saw it, and that was just a text conversation. Now, you said, uh, following his finish, some days are diamonds, some days are stone. You will have your diamonds. And he comes back and says, yep. I mean, yep. that's all that he said. That was it, yeah. Yep. I initially just tweeted him, you know, it didn't look like a whole lot of fun today. He said, well, it was okay. And then I tweeted him that back. Yeah. You know, you're in an interesting position here, being that you're his mom, because, you know, there are going to be races where, you know what, it just wasn't the greatest of days. And here you are giving him some uplifting encouragement. And nobody knows more than you when that is important. Was it the interview that he gave on Fox where you saw the afterwards, like where he, he looked a little perturbed with the Tony Stewart incident? You know, what was it that made you think that you needed to go ahead and let him know that uh, some days are stones and some days are diamonds? Well, I always try to, I mean, I tweet him beforehand. Usually Saturday. Him. I mean, text him. Yeah. I don't tweet, sorry. Saturday, uh, usually before the race or Sunday morning, to tell him good luck and be safe and everything. And you, and after the race, I always text him something, you know, a good job mm. or or there'll be better days and or or what the hell were you thinking? Ah. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I I just do you tell really him do like that? I see it. Yes, I do. And so, what was his answer for that? And when um, I'm he has to told me before that. Um, Mama, I don't need you to point out my errors. <laughs> I need you to be supportive. So you were given specific instruction on what you should be texting him. Is that right? Exactly. But I don't listen to that. You know no. what? No, if I, I know you, and I do. I text what I want. That's right. It'd be hard to put a restrictor plate on that mouth. He don't like. <laughs> he really doesn't like my texts a lot of times because I like to do shorthand. And he's always <laughs> bitching about my spelling. <laughs> 
<laughs> Even though you got spelled correct, I got time, no time for you that. You got no time for that. I got to go on past it and say what I got to say. That's right. You got a point to make. Exactly. Surely you can figure <laughs> it out or you shouldn't be texting. <laughs> Gosh. Why do we not have her on her own podcast? I mean, just Brenda by herself. That's just all it needs to be, talking about world events, right? I, I'm curious. I may regret asking you this, but <laughs> did, did you have opinions about this past weekend's race? In what instance? The situation that happened with Tony, okay, the, the fact that his car wasn't running. Yeah, finished 14th. It was just a, kind of a ho-hum day. Yeah, well, I mean, you're going to have them days. That's right. You know. That's right. You're going to have He them. did finish. Better I, not I'll finish. take a finish. That's right. I'll take a finish. Bring him back home safe. That's what we want. And, exactly. Uh, and uh, you, he's going to have his chance to uh, to uh, get up there and contend for wins. It just wasn't happening this past weekend, wasn't was it? Wasn't happening this past. We got a lot of ways to go. I got to ask you one more question. Um, it seems like the most interaction we have with fans these days uh, on Twitter, which you're not on, but so I'll, you'll have to take my word for it, is you know Dell Jr. gets a dog, and all of a sudden everything is about Gus the dog. He builds a treehouse. Everything's about the treehouse. And that's really what we get to answer a lot of questions about treehouses and dogs, and I'm an expert in neither. What's your opinion of the new dog? What's your opinion of the new treehouse, which you are a resident of Dirty Mo Acres. Have you been up in the treehouse? Um, the treehouse is kind of in my backyard a little bit. It's down in the woods. Yeah. But I've watched the progress of the treehouse, and I'm a big fan of it. I really want a treehouse village. I want him to build me one. Okay. So we can all go down and camp kind of, together. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of like go to from treehouse to treehouse, kind of like on a Tarzan rope. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? I guess. <laughs> he if, told me, no, it was too expensive that I could watch the treehouse on the weekends he was gone and keep the kids out. <laughs> to keep the kids out. So I'll take that, you know. You take what you It'll get. It'll probably get old to him, and I'll get a treehouse for you know it. That's right. Yeah, that treehouse will be yours. Just give it six months. <laughs> The new dog I love, Gus is precious. Is He's it? a pretty dog, yep. I was a little surprised that Dale wanted to get a dog so quickly after losing Killer, but uh, he just missed him so much. Yeah. And I lost my dog several years ago, and, and I really didn't think I didn't know when I'd be ready for another one, and one just fell into my lap. And, I mean, it was the best thing. It's a good healing thing. Good, yeah. I You know, I don't even want to let her go. I mean, like the segment's over, and I, I don't, I well, don't want you know to. What, end. Then I have a question. Go ahead. How did you feel when the Tony Stewart incident happened? As a mother, did you want to go out there yeah. and you know, great question, tang tangle it up with Tony? Did you call well, Tony's no, mom? I thought, I thought, <laughs> no, I thought Tony was in a tangle enough on his own. I wasn't going to get in the mess of it, but I mean, I don't know what his beef was. Yeah, Dale just, looked like he he was doing exactly what he was supposed to. Yeah. yeah. But he cursed your son. You know, you, know? you can't ride around with your left eye shut. <laughs> Is that what he? Did? <laughs> Dale's gonna Dale's gonna say next time you have my mom on, you have to run it through me first, <laughs> especially after a week where I've tangled with somebody. <laughs> no, because honestly, the, the, this Dirty Mo Radio will go to the next level if every time Dale Junior is involved with a driver spat like something like that, we have Brenda come and give her take on it. <laughs> There's no telling; nothing will stop us. I mean, you really want to get me in trouble. No, I don't. No, I don't. No. I don't. But, you know. I'm speaking the truth. Listen, you're a mama. Well, mamas are not supposed to be rational. No, they're not. Not when it comes to their kids. That's right. No. That's right. And uh, But Dale Jr. didn't do anything wrong either, so I'll tell you that. Absolutely not. <laughs> so uh, he's just out there racing and uh, passing cars. But uh, Tony was frustrated. We get to him. They're buddies. I yeah. like Tony. Yeah. 
I don't. I, was I don't say, like to see none of them get messed up. I, that's right. And I, and I I made the point earlier. Uh, but damn, don't accuse my son of it. Don't. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you done crossed the line, Tony. <laughs> you done messed up, boy. <laughs> Brenda, thank you so much for being on this segment. I'm going to tell you something right now. This ain't going to be the last time. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. If Kelly doesn't uh, have you on her show every week, I think we should have you on this show every week. Well, I mean, I've enjoyed it, but, you know, they'll probably ax all this out, you know. Now, look, you're looking at the uh, person person holding the axe oh, right now. Oh, so y'all don't have any bleepers or nothing like that, huh? She's the queen right of the bleepers right there. Uh, you know what I, what I get for Brenda when I ask her to be on 360? She says... <laughs> You know, she wants to know who who the bill is coming to. She wants to be paid for it. Yeah, and no camera. <laughs> I don't mind talking. So, so dirty my radio. I just don't like okay. being on film. But you do so good on Jaron three sixties. Let me just tell you something. You know, I want this part of it still the same. Me and Brenda did a Christmas party video together for this company. Now, people out there, listen. Don't ask. You will never see it. It's just. It's not for sale. <laughs> it's not for public use. It was specifically for employees of this company on a Christmas party because we get wild at Christmas yeah, parties, don't we? Yeah, it's R-rated. So Brenda and I did a Christmas <laughs> party video, and it might have been the funniest, most fun thing that I've ever done at this company. And we've done a lot of fun stuff, Amanda. But I'm telling you, working with Brenda over at Hammerhead and doing this Christmas party video, because it took all day. It did. And uh, we, we went through, we basically, Brenda and I went through department But that's because department. we were professionals. You know, most people would have took weeks. Probably. Me and you but first take. right out, yeah. We're one-take wonders. Yeah, we didn't have to even have but a couple takes. I'll give you this. I was playing the role of like a like a news-type person, and Brenda was my co-anchor, but she was the one that would tell the, the, the honest truth. about. Like, So she wasn't going off a script. She would just say what she really felt, which is, which is Brenda Jackson to a T, right? Yeah. Like, that's what she does. I'm going to tell you something. It was funny. Rick, Rick Hendrick was here at that party. And Rick told Kelly, he's like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. He goes, I want Brenda Jackson at my Christmas party. <laughs> I know. Afterwards, I went up and apologized to him. I didn't know he was going to be there. Right. Neither one of us did. Like, in fact, when I saw him walk in before the party started, I was like, I looked at Brenda and I'm like, <gasps> we may be in a little trouble here. Like, I, we taped that not thinking that, you know, Mr. Hendrick was going to yeah. be here. You know, Dell Jr. was going to be here. That's great. You know, we took a couple shots at him, I'm pretty yeah. sure. But, uh, man, it was fun. I did tell him I, he could see how much of my daddy I had in me. Him and my dad, Robert G., were really good friends. And That's right. Mr. Daddy, Hendrick, right. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Hendrick. Yeah. And, my goodness, daddy was just a... Was he, the, was he just like you? Yes. So, he just told it like it is. No, I'm like him. He was first. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But he just he, like, didn't he worry about feelings. He just was so... I mean, he had the funniest sense of humor and was just always... The guy in the life of the party, always. Which and, I, and I have some of that in me. Okay, so which of your kids are most like you, Dale or Kelly? Um, I think Dale Jr. is. Really? Dale Jr. and I have kind of the same sense of humor. We get each other's wisecracks. Yeah. I, I think Dale is. Well, everybody gets your wisecracks. They just might not like them. Exactly. <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just don't want this to end. But you know what, Brenda, thank you for being here. Um, I'm telling you, Amanda. Ain't nobody on Dale Jr.'s side more than his mama. No. I'm telling you, take that one uh, to the bank. So, uh, listen, folks, be sure to follow Nationwide on Facebook and on Twitter. Brenda, you're not on social media, but if you were, you could follow Nationwide 88 and you'd get all your Dale Jr. information. That's if you didn't have his number and you just texted him if you wanted to find out. But that's what most people have to do is just follow Nationwide 88 on Twitter 
they can find out all they want about Dale Jr. Tweeting pictures left and right. Really good photography on Nationwide 88. Uh, remember, Nationwide is on your side. Here's what's coming up this week on Dirty Mo Radio. Wednesday, Kelly celebrates Dale Sr.'s birthday by answering your questions about life with the Intimidator on Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Thursday, Regan Smith and Heath White are back with Junior Motorsports Up Front, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. Tune in as they recap Richmond and look ahead to restrictor plate racing in Talladega this weekend. And don't forget, you can stay up to date on all of Junior's at-track press conferences on said Junior, presented by Nationwide. Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are available free of charge 24-7 on DaleJr.com, iTunes, and all major podcasting outlets. Well, since TJ's not here... Uh, and Lord knows he needs some help reading. That Let's was pretty rough last week. It was rough. <laughs> Mike Davis, throw the white flag. Well, this might be equally as rough because I actually didn't complete the white flag. I, I, I got distracted. But let's not even let me play yeah, the white just flag. Just be quiet for a second oh. so she can hit the sounder. White flag right there, white flag. All right, now ramble. The sounder. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. Dale Jr. is taking a few days off before Talladega, but there's some stuff to talk about. First, Fox will get an exclusive sit-down interview with Dale Jr. this weekend. It'll be played on the pre-race show Usually that's with Daryl Waltrip, and I don't know for sure if it's going to be Daryl or Michael, but it's always very insightful. Um, so set your DVRs, and just so you know, Taylor, you ready? I'm ready. Ralph Dale Hart Jr. is going to win this weekend. Oh, oh, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Come on. That's right. Settle down, everybody. So it's a good idea, uh, Dirty My Radio listeners. Just You might as well be there, right? If he's hey, going to win. You going to go? I will, by God. <laughs> <laughs> if you're you think play, I'm scared to go to Alabama? Yes, actually, I do. Come on. If everybody else, you challenge them to go, well, then you should show up. I'll go to Alabama. I don't need a reason. Yeah, I don't either. Sweet home. Yeah. You will have the ARCA Xfinity Series and Sprint Cup Series races all going on at Talladega this weekend. Plenty of racing to go around, Taylor. Go to talladegasuperspeedway.com for tickets. Uh, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. You're a traveler. Right? Frequent traveler. Yes, sir. Uh, Just so you guys know, if you are a a frequent traveler and you fly into Charlotte Douglas International Airport, I guess it's international. Yes, But uh, Dale Jr. just opened up a new Whiskey River inside the airport. Have you seen seen it? it? I have, yep. Have you been in it? I have. Okay, well, you know, it's actually pretty cool. In fact, impeccable timing. How about that? He showed up. Impeccable timing. The man that runs the place. I'm sitting here. How crazy is that? Talking about Whiskey River. And Charlotte Douglas International Airport. There's a there's a receipt somewhere that J.R. Rhodes can uh, verify uh, that I have spent quite a bit of time in that new location. I was just J.R. Rhodes. He walked in here. He's the one that helped get this off the ground. And uh, I was just sitting there saying how there's a new Whiskey River. So if you travel, if you if you lay over, if yeah. you spend the night in the Douglas Airport, yeah. it's to happen. It might happen. I'm like the dude in uh, Tom Hanks in the terminal. Yeah, sometimes in there. That's right. That's where's he movie. going? Krakosha Under- or somewhere? Underrated movie right there. Yeah, I friend. like it. It's good. But Whiskey <laughs> River is in the airport now, I'll and I- you got no excuse not to go. I'd agree with that. And you know what? I'm going to end it right there because J.R. Rhodes is in here. That was really cool how he just I like mean, showed up right when you were reading it. That's right. That was really cool. J.R. Hold on. Throw a mic on. Throw a mic on. I got to ask you a question about this. J.R. Rhodes is just throwing a headset on. He's in white flag segment right now. J.R., tell us about this Whiskey River at Charlotte Douglas International Airport. It's uh, it's actually really, really cool. It's got a uh, a, uh, belt buckle wall. It's got got over 6,000 belt buckles on it. It's in Concourse E. Concourse E. E for Earnhardt is what we figured it out. Uh, It serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's open from 7 a.m. to at least 10 p.m. or when the last flight comes in that concourse. You know what they also serve in there? 
Bear. Jack Daniels. Yeah, oh. they do. <laughs> and there's plenty I can, of them. I, I just I, I enjoyed the Jack Daniels in there. They had, it was great. You know, we have been uh, talking very seriously about doing us a show at Whiskey River uh, in the Epicenter. I yes, sir. It. Not at the airport, but in the Epicenter for May, uh, Charlotte Race Week. So, uh, Taylor, me and you may have to go over there and get one of them Jack Daniels over there at Whiskey River. I'm all about it. I'm, I'd love to have you. I'd um, love to have you. Everybody would love to see you I'll there. call the Uber driver that takes us back home. That's <laughs> right. That's right. But, Jr. thanks for – listen, Whiskey yeah. River, it's going to be awesome uh, in – I know Dale's going over there here in a few days. May six. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for the uh, is that the official grand opening? The official ribbon cutting. Cutting. Uh, the airport folks will be there. The city folks will be there. So yeah, it's exciting. So if you're if you're booking a flight, and Charlotte's a, and you need a reason to fly into Charlotte, May six would be a good one to d- to pick. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I had a layover going to Indianapolis. Spent some time. It's an awesome place. Oh, if, yeah, listen, yeah, if you're yeah. in an airport, you might as well. It's cool. Right. You might as well go somewhere cool. There Absolutely. is a bowl. You can't ride it, but there is a bowl out front. Oh, is it really? Yeah. You can say hi to it and feed it, but you can't ride it. Well, if you want to ride a bull, you just head, head over to the epicenter, and you Absolutely. can do all the ride, That's bull true. riding you want That's to true. do. That's true. Absolutely. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, it's good guys. to see you, man. Nice to be here. All right, that is it for White Flag this week, and uh, we thank Jeff Gluck for being part of today's download as well. Mike Davis, uh, on a very serious note as we finish up, last week uh, when we taped this podcast, we had not received word yet that uh, Steve Burns had passed away, but we certainly knew that that was about to happen. Um, he was very, very important to all of us that's listening, and many of us uh, knew him quite well, some more than others. But I am just amazed at the way that this man always treated people, the amount of optimism he carried himself with. And I know that this week everybody's going to be celebrating his wonderful life yeah. that he had. Uh, there's going to be a service at the same place that they had the service for Dale Earnhardt yep. at uh, Calvary down in South Charlotte. So uh, I know, listen, the public's invited to come by there and pay their respects. So it, just wanted to say that. I know the flags are at half-mast out here yep. at front here at Junior Motorsports as well. Steve Burns, uh, his family is who we're really thinking about now. But, man, alive. What a f- it, it is. It's It's time to celebrate a wonderful man and a guy that just lived his life with such joy. Well, in death, he taught us how to live, and I don't know many people that can actually say that. And uh, he certainly is uh, somebody I'll never forget. Love the guy, uh, and and you know, now his wife and his son—they're they're who I think about uh, every day. And um, but I, I tell you, we'll never forget that guy. No, I, I don't think any of us will. Real short story at the end. A couple of years ago, he called me asking me if I'd be interested in calling some truck races on television. I said, Steve, I don't know anything about truck racing. At the end of that conversation, he had conv- almost convinced me that I might be have the possibility or the potential of doing it. But he just he that's the way he carried himself. He's such an enthusiastic person. And he will be missed. There's no question about that. It is amazing the impact that he had yeah. on so many people in this wonderful sport. So today our uh, download is in honor of him, and certainly we are thinking about his family moving forward. For Mr. Rhodes, for Miss Amanda, for Mr. Mike, I'm Taylor. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Amanda, there was a bit of an incident in the Davis household this weekend. Uh-oh. It was big. Tractor stuck? No, not yet. <laughs> it's early. It's early in the year. But, uh, you know, I have a new pair of Spy McCoys, okay? Mm-hmm. And I really liked them. I really liked them. These may have been my favorite pair, and that includes the Dirty Mo's. i got to be honest with you. I really like these McCoys. And I was doing my best not to get them scratched, not to do anything, and I kept them in my truck. 
And, well, one of my girls, I got a five and a, I'm sorry, I got a, what is she, six now? Six and a two-year-old. And one of them decided to, to take my glasses out of the truck, and now they are gone. I cannot find them. You think that this, this last race ruined my week? No, no. They lost my sunglasses. They lost my Spy McCoys. That ruined my week. You even had to turn me down right then, didn't mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a little hot. I got a little loud, didn't I? Yeah, for no reason, because I know where you can get another pair. Where? Oh, yeah. SpyHockey.com. Yeah, I guess I could, right? Yeah. What is? It? What, what, t- <laughs> tell me what I got to do. What do you, I got to do, Amanda? You know what? You can go to SpyOptic.com, and even you can even get a McCoy, Quanta, if you want to go fair for the ladies. No, I want my McCoys back. I, okay. I, I got to go get McCoys again. Well, I, I, go. SpyOptic.com. Check out. Enter Nationwide 8888. I'm really going to do this. You get 20% off your purchase. Right. I'm going to do it. All right. Fix your problem.